welcome to Ryan's Ruminations. I'm your host, Ryan Hyman, and I would like to invite you to join me for a few minutes of insights, ideas, and interviews from the exciting not-for-profit world with a focus on fundraising and development. Drawing on my decade plus of not-for-profit experience on top of more than a decade in the corporate world, my goal is for you to come away learning something new, reawakening something old, ruminating, and enjoying a couple of laughs together along the way. Several years ago, I was sitting in the waiting room of a college admissions office. Pretending to read Newsweek, which was the only publication in the waiting area, I listened in to the receptionist who was answering incoming phone calls. I was struck how tired her voice sounded, but more disconcerting was her complete lack of energy. Slumped at her desk, barely able to push that little button to answer the calls. She didn't even have to pick up the phone's handset because of the cordless headset she had. She also appeared to be at a loss what to do in general. At one stage, for no reason I could discern, she simply put her head in her hands and shook her head in dismay. The low-energy receptionist had no idea who I was or that I was observing her. And really, it shouldn't matter anyway. While I am the first to acknowledge that it is really tough to be on all the time, when one is front and center in an admissions office, you have to be on almost constantly. Yes, we all know that old cliché that you only have one chance to make a good first impression. Clichés have this nasty habit of so often being accurate. From the receptionist up and down, every single person working in an admissions office should be aware of their significant responsibility to make a good impression all the time. Before I go further with this thought, I want to mention a situation where I was not successful in making good first impression in the interest, of course, of full disclosure. When I was the Associate Director of Admissions, I was working on the university's largest recruiting event, the Model United Nations. For the week before, undoubtedly the busiest time for the event, a college guidance counselor from a particular school was hounding me to set up a school visit about a month or so after the Model UN. Setting up the school visit, while important, was just not on the top of my list of priorities that week, and I asked my assistant to politely let the college guidance counselor know that I would call him after the event. This guy would not take no for an answer, and called over and over, leaving message after message. Fast forward to the Model UN. I'm outside the conference center, greeting the students and faculty advisors as they arrive. Probably the highest level of on we could all be at. In the midst of making great first impressions, a student, whom I had never met before from that persistent college guidance counselor's school, walked over to me and quite innocently said that he had a message for me from the, from the counselor about setting up a school visit. I lost it. I just, the poor student stood there flabbergasted at my completely visceral reaction. I did not make a good first impression. Not at all. So back to our first impressions cliché. The reality is that the receptionist may not be the very first person a potential student encounters. There could be a security guard ensuring the safety of the students. There could be a custodian cleaning the glass entry doors to the building. A teacher or professor could be hurrying to class. Are each of these required to make a good first impression on behalf of the entire institution? This should not even be a question. But it so often is. A good director of development, 
or development team must take on the responsibility of ensuring that everyone, and I mean everyone, who a potential donor encounters realizes that they too have the responsibility to make a good, nay, an excellent first impression. Of course, every person who walks through the door of a school, a synagogue, a church, a nonprofit's office is a potential donor. Who knows? And frankly, does it even matter if the potential donor crossing our threshold is capable of a $15 gift or a $15,000 gift? That first impression is beyond critical. Having everyone make a great first impression may be fairly easy in a smaller organization, but in larger organizations, this can be a real challenge. It may require the buy-in of the president or other senior board members to send the word out to his or her larger team that everyone, from custodian to librarian, from staff in the temple store to the guy who handles the mail, everyone is a development representative and it is everyone's imperative to do their part to make a great, no, a fantastic first impression. I'd love to hear from you how you make a great first impression. How do you encourage your team members to be sure that they're making for good first impressions all the time? Let me know. I would love to hear your story and share it with our audience so they too can learn how to make great and absolutely fantastic first impressions. Well, that's it for today's episode. Please join me again next time for more insights, ideas, and interviews. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues all about how great the show is. If you didn't like this podcast, invite your friends to join you anyway. This has been an episode of Ryan's Ruminations. I'm your host, Ryan Hyman, thanking you for listening and learning with me today.